it's just you to me. Hello and welcome to post-match reaction to the Blues versus the Haguaras and it was ha an historic night as the Haguaras beat the Blues 13-20 for their first ever win against New Zealand opposition and obviously their first ever win in New Zealand. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, a podcast, YouTube channel, Twitter account, our website bringing the best in, uh, what, rugby predictions and opinion. And joining me to go over all of the wet action from this evening is uh, David. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Thank you, Paul. The, um, and it was a horribly wet game, wasn't it? And it was, it was teeming, uh, teeming down, and that affected a lot of the play. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think the, the first shot on the ground of the game, you thought, you know, this will be a game that will suit the Haguaris. Um, but, you know, surprisingly, um, in terms of a, when it's raining pretty much for 80 minutes, um, pretty good handling, to be honest. Um, not too bad. Yeah, actually not too bad. And um, one of the things I said on the uh, post-match reaction to the Reds versus the Lions was that this one, two teams that like to actually throw it around uh, can both go um, overload on the offloads and... The, it could have ended up like a bit of a Benny Hill sketch of, of a game. But uh, both of them adapted their games. No offloads by the, by, uh, by the Haguaros, only four by the Blues all game. Uh, yeah, both, yeah both, both played sensible rugby for the conditions. Mm, absolutely. And um, yeah, I would say um, for what could have been quite a, I guess, lacklustre game, it was quite an interesting one. And like you said, a pretty historic one. And, um, um, you know, great for the Haguaros. And for rugby and generally in the competition, great stuff. The so we had an early kicking duel, um, and it was all kind of fairly even at that point. Eventually, um, the, uh, the the Blues it was quite of, uh, quite clear that the Blues were trying to play with a bit more width um, even early on than the Haguaras, who played quite quite narrow. Um, both had some phases, but both kind of were knocking it on early doors, and then the uh, discipline became the key issue in this game absolutely um yeah but streaks of penalties um so i think five five and five minutes um two of them from the captain um and he uh didn't, uh, kind of like a gremlin that got wet just didn't seem to kind of understand what was going on um and you know obviously huge um huge turnover um uh, sorry huge moment in the game with um uh, i think that was with the yellow card um and uh, yeah, just um, just poor discipline and um, and and really just um, not what you want to be doing in wet weather rugby. No, not at all. Uh, and it was the it was sort of line out more uh, that then led to a penalty because you collapse the ball, and then it was another line out more, and yep, another penalty for collapsing the ball. It, it was it was the same thing over and over again as well. It wasn't mm -hmm. a different stuff happening. It was yeah. Once one happened, it suddenly cascaded into being. A series of the same thing, and you've got a uh, you know you've got a team with a lot of international class players, and that that um, you know they knew what was going on, and they were they were making sure they were almost milking those penalties, um, and um, you know just just clinical um, set piece um, to score that first try. Yeah, and as you said, the uh, when you're talking about how um, oh, Floydie Pink has uh, just uh, done a, um, a, 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 a a what's it called. Um, Super chat. So yeah, if you want to do super chats, then obviously we'll spot them. Um, so thank you very much for the forty dollars for the pink. Um, had a big win via the TAB um, and sharing the sharing the, the spoils. Thank you. I am a blue supporter. It is painful. It is depressing, um, but that does lighten up my day. The um, so I forgot. What was, yeah, like, so yeah. Immediately, Akira goes off, uh, and it was a team 
uh, card rather than his card. So he can't. Mm. It's not not something that could be sort of at his door. Uh, and they and they went over the, with the lineup more, which as as you kind of expect. What you wouldn't expect though is then the Blues to march down the field with only fourteen players. And for the uh, for the Hagiaris, not as you say all the international players and not taking advantage of having an extra man. Yeah, it was. Um... It certainly felt as though this, uh, at that point in the game, the Jaguars would take over, um, and um, and to a certain extent, you'd based on the way the Blues have been playing, you'd kind of expect the Blues to kind of give up to a certain extent. But they they just went down and they uh, kept themselves in the game. And then we had the the turn of uh, it was the Jaguars' turn to throw down a few penalties and have a nice little streak going as well. I think pretty much five five and five minutes as well. So. Um, and I think it was about the 25-minute mark I'd written down here. My notes are horrible today. Um, they, they... Oh, you've, you've missed you've missed out the man who try out wide first. But uh, oh, we, right, yes, they, of course, yeah, yeah. They, they, um... managed, they managed to even things up uh, with with the, the the score out wide. Mm-hmm. The nice, yeah, worked the space nicely. Got him yep. out there. Uh, great, great pass from Perifetta, um, who um, you know would have been nervous, obviously, back in uh, the pivot role. Um, but yeah, no, great pass as well. Yeah. Yep, and the uh, and then have the restart. And the first thing the Blues do is, well, the number three runs across, takes out two, two chasing Aguirre's, puts his hands up in the air, going, "I've done anything, boss." You know, yeah. No, mate. Yeah, you've just got to run straight through two players. So, yeah, that was uh, it. Was funny you mentioned Benny Hill because that was a bit of a Benny Hill moment. It was like throw the player into into one of his own players who kind of almost ends up kind of spear tackling his own. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, I mean, he was lucky actually, considering how many penalties they had at that point. They were, they were pretty lucky that they didn't go any further. Yeah, I'm, I'm, when we look at how many penalties there were overall, I'm amazed we didn't get another yellow card uh, oh, at some point. This was the, the, the oh, Blues. And, the Blues were lucky the, in that sense. Yeah, in the Blues' second stretch, where I think um, I'll talk about it later on. But yeah, it was. Uh, it should have been at least a yellow, um, if not a if not a red tie only. But anyway. Let's not skip ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, the and yet we went through then a period. I mean, uh, um, Akiri came back on. Basically, went through a period of neither team really going anywhere. Uh, defense on top. The, the tackling in this, in this game was 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 top notch. To be fair, both mm. in in the high uh, sort of high eighties uh, with the tackling, which was very good. But basically, the only way they can move up and down the pitch was by getting penalties. And that basically, whoever was giving up penalties gave up territory. And vice versa. At that point, yeah, it was uh, not a lot of um, for the conditions, not a lot of kicking, um, which I thought was quite strange. Um, I, I guess the, the amount of penalties kind of dictated that as well. But there, um, I, I think if you'd had a, you know, two different teams on the park, um, or just one different team on the park, you would have seen a lot more um, of um, kind of like what I consider like the Highlanders' bread and butter is you know throwing the high ball up and putting some paces on it, but not a lot of that in the conditions. Which I thought was a little bit strange. Yeah, I, I think because you've got the the kick, you're in, you're in the opposition's territory via the penalties. You, then you're not going to try and kick, are you? Too much uh, one yeah. way once you got the territory. Uh, a lot of camping out. Yeah. Floyd and Pink makes a good point here. Shout out to the groundskeeper um, because the pitch held up very well. If Absolutely. You watch, if you watch the the Reds versus the Lions game, if you would had that pitch on tonight, it would have been mayhem because that pitch cut up very easily. Uh, but tonight the pitch held up. The play, which meant. One of the comments that's been made before about wet weather rugby is you you don't end up with a mud fest if you got if as long as you got firm footing underneath players can still play their rugby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when they can't trust their footing and they can't step 
that's when you end up with some really dog, really sort of stodgy rugby. It's, but whilst you still got a, 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 it doesn't matter how wet the ball is, they can still hold it. They put that spray on their hands and all that kind of rubbish. Um, mm. But it's it's what happens underfoot actually, interestingly, which is the the big thing. And yes, yeah, so absolutely true. The grounds groundsman was was um, was great. Yeah. Um, and certain uh, and, and parts of the coverage when it wasn't raining kind of heavily or, or, or for some reason the cameras weren't picking it up um you know you couldn't the commentators were saying you know oh it's absolutely you know pissing down and you're like well is it um because you know the, the players are holding on to the ball the ground looks great and you can actually pick up the rain so yeah yeah um yeah, good stuff good good yeah. wet, good wet with the football and uh, yeah, uh, Gabriel, nice to see you coming in from Buenos Aires. Thank you to all the Argentinian listeners who are here tonight. Sorry, we're we're only in English. My my Spanish is uh, is not up to uh, up to it. So hopefully you can you can understand us. But uh, yeah, the, the Blues got some territory, and Duffy lovely one handed try. Considering the wet conditions, I, I thought that was very great handling from him. Yeah, and I think um, probably one of the few times in the game where Rico Ioni had a had a good, uh, a really kind of uh, influential play, um, great offload, you know, a little bit messy, but um, drew in through players. And uh, Duffy still had a lot of work to do, but, um, you know, he would have had another probably at least two players, uh, at least another one player on him if Ioni hadn't got that, uh, I won't call it an offload, more of a spill out the back. Um, but yeah, um, not sure how he did it actually, because um, uh, he he looked he looked a metre short, and then he scored the try quite easily. So yeah, stunning. Oh, I thought you meant the uh, how how, um, how Rico did it uh, clearly illegally playing the ball on the ground. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't want to call it an offload. But um, yeah, like, um, get away. Oh, no, I don't think it, uh, he wasn't he wasn't quite. It was borderline, borderline. Okay, borderline. Um, so then yeah, and then we got the penalty kick, which made everything looks. Um, pretty good heading in towards the last couple of minutes, and then uh, the I mean, the Hagaros had most of the territory. I've gone for what the percentages were, but in that first first half, um, and then the, uh, towards that, that last ten minutes, or, or the last sort of five six minutes, we just had scrum after scrum after scrum on the um, on on the Blues line, well five meters out from the Blues line, mm-hmm. and it got a bit predictable scrum. Penalty. Oh, well, we'll have the scrum. They got another scrum, please. And it just kept on happening over and over. But they eventually messed it up, didn't they? Yeah. Um, not sure how many times the ref did a final warning. Um, it felt like about four. Um, so how they got away without a, a card there, I'm not sure. If I'm thinking about the right period of play. And yeah, seven minutes of overtime. Um, or you know, 47 minutes up on the clock. And um, um, James Parsons got the steal. And um, and ran with the ball for some reason. <laughs> um, well, clearly, clearly, it, clearly it was a night of running rugby where you can run the full length of the pitch. Not. Um, <laughs> just fall over. It's, it, it literally let gravity do the work for you. Um, so, anyway, yeah, they got out of it. So, yeah, I, I thought at this point the Haguaris might, you know, be a bit disheartened uh, because they... Um, you felt as though they had the better of the blues at that stage, but they just weren't able to land that um, that killer blow um, before half time. So um, yeah, blues would have I would have thought felt pretty good going into the sheds to be up. Yeah, and Floyd Pink says I thought a penalty try uh, via scrums was in the offing. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I think we were, no. we were we were we were in line for a yellow card, but not I think for he, a, but yeah, not I think I think try. a yellow or obviously if it was. Um, uh, Ionia would have been a uh, red um, for those earlier yellow. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty lucky. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's rare that the number eight gets pinged at a scrum, 
scrum time though. So it would have been one of the props who was walking. Uh, That's right. And um, and if if we just have a quick look at those stats because it's uh, it is kind of um, in, <laughs> interesting. The so the, the Blues, um, I think it was eighteen tries. Uh, sorry, eighteen penalties that they gave up. Manu Manu gave up four on one prop. James Parsons three. Yeah. Um, and Two then, of those uh, within two minutes. Yep. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yes, um, and uh, Mafiello another three. So the front, the starting front row managed to give up ten penalties in this game, which tells you your scrum was a mess. Yeah, uh, and uh, and you know a mess, poor discipline, and under a lot of pressure by a very good uh, opposition scrum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not. It's the all. Yeah, when I say a mess, oh yeah. So I mean, the opposition scrums have got the totally upper hand on you, and they've done a, a fantastic job. But it was, uh, and just talking about scrums, it was interesting how they uh, one of the props went off after seventy-five minutes, and suddenly the scrums went the other way, and uh, the Blues were up uh, in the scrums. Which, when you're losing, I've, I've got to, actually no, I've got to leave that because and that's something to talk about at the end of the game, <laughs> not at this point. But um, so, yeah, so and it was interesting how that turned around there. Second half just felt like for the first sort of uh, 20 odd or even 30 minutes of that, of the second half, the, the Blues just kept giving up penalties and just spent the whole game in their, in their half. Yeah, it was, they didn't come out of the sheds really, um, and uh, again, you know, pretty consistent. Whole whole lot of penalties, um, some monster scrums um, by the Aguirres, um, just just rolling over uh, the Blues, um, and yeah, just uh, I think uh, the you know the Blues just couldn't get back into the game, um, and um, it, it was just it felt like an inevitability. Uh, until the Jaguars kind of scored those points, um, but to the Blues' credit, they they managed to they managed to hang on in the last possible moment. They would give up penalty, 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 and then right the final moment, they would somehow get out of jail for for along that twenty minute period um, and, until obviously the Jaguars broke through. Yeah, and also it felt like the Jaguars just were playing too narrow. If they kept bashing it up, bashing it up, you're like at some point, guys, you've got to spin it wide, and they did, and they scored. Uh, and then they just spent the rest of the game playing narrow again and not really using some fantastic backs that they've got. Sure, it's wet weather, but they could have used them a little bit more, I think. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, it was, it was an arm wrestle. And, um, but, and although they were dominating, they weren't putting points on the board. And you're absolutely right with that that try that uh, I remember mean, got, got them into the lead or not. Um, but it was, um, uh, you know, it was, it was a really clever backline move with some players who had probably just been sitting out on the um, on the wing just waiting for the ball for 60, 70 minutes and, uh, you know, they were, they were really good um, and you know, why don't you use them more often? Okay, it's a wet weather game, we can understand, but, um, you know, the, the handling was good enough that you could have thrown it out a few more times, um, but, you know, paid off them in the end. Yeah, and one of the things that we've been talking to, so the, the, the topics this season has been showing different pictures to the, to the opposition, so they have to cope with different things. Uh, we didn't see that tonight. We saw one picture over and over again from the Jaguars, well, maybe maybe one and one and a half. It was either pick and go or one out, bashing up a lot of the time. Um, mm -hmm. But Buffelli, yeah, totally a bit wasted out there, really. Uh, but yeah, got that try, did very well. And I thought, oh, they're going to try this again. But no, they didn't. They just <laughs> kept on um, doing lots and lots of pick and goes, one out runners, uh, and then eventually uh, managed, managed to go over.
Mm-hmm. And then the the bench obviously came in uh, for their for the next try, and uh, that was a bit of an impact play, really, uh, with fresh legs. Um, and yeah, just yeah, just smashed that second half. Um, and um, you know, you can we we were we're questioning the tactics at some point about playing narrow, but um, at the end of the day, this is um, this is a huge win, um, and uh, it's. Um, uh, in those conditions to, to play that quality rugby with that uh, at set pace as well as you know a couple of pretty good tries um, I think it's a credit to how good this team has become oh they, they play very well uh, this this could have been a blowout uh, the, the Hagarais could have could have easily won this one by could have, by by another could have either scored another 10 maybe even 20 points mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the fact that the, the blues made 90 percent of their tackles the Blues Absolutely. put yeah. in a serious shift tonight yeah and I know and, they're, gonna, and, they're gonna take a lot of flack for for lose being the first team to lose the Haguaros, but they 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 did put in a shift. Yeah, and um, you know it's at the expense of a Blues team that doesn't probably need another kick in the, while they're on the ground. But um, you know the Blues put in some pretty miracle plays as well to keep the the score as tight as it was. Um, and I think you're right. I think probably a, a thirty or forty to thirteen score would have uh, would have maybe been more indicative of how much the Haguaros dominated that game. Yep, and even when they got the, they won. They were, they also won the aerial battle as well. Got the free kick, and good old style Gary Owen. Up it goes. Mm. A couple of bounces, uh, win that kicking battle, and suddenly they get a pencil, another penalty. Kick the three, and that's what made kept them safe at the end. Um, basically, mm. the um, yeah, it was thirteen twenty. I'm just trying, trying to think. There wasn't no. The Blues didn't get a didn't get a final try to close it up. That was the other game. Um, the, so I watch too much rugby. It just gets too confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so I just so, but as you say, the, the at the end there, the the the, the, the Haguaris had subbed their subbed their prop, and we saw the Blues losing their lineouts. The lineouts went to went to went to Toffee. They got a penalty a short way out. Now clearly not going to kick because you want to try and get the draw. Kick not going to hit the points. Why they didn't take a, 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 a scrum? When they had gained the upper hand in the last two scrums, and why they kicked to the line out when they lost the ball, like two or three lineouts on a trot at the end there, I think I, thought, I think there was some poor leadership there. I think they should have taken the scrum uh, to tie in the forwards and, and have a go with the backs. Mm. Um, and I mean, it, it's it's a rough it's a rough season for this Blues team as well. I mean, uh, what are they down? They lose another one or two tonight, so that's what twenty-one players. Um, you know, it's a squad, um, and so that that leadership structure is always going to be gone when you lose um, that many players. But um, yeah, there's some pretty dumb rugby going on. Um, let's be honest. Um, there's, um, um, and this is the the third podcast I've done with you, and it's the third Blues game. Um, and I'm starting to think it's um, it's not just me doing the podcast. Was why this is happening. Um, you, you see consistent things. Um, you can see glimpses of brilliance um but scattered amongst poor decision making and um just not enough structure yep absolutely uh, the so the, but where they did do well was they showed heart as we said in those tackles um but when i run through who made all the tackles who did all the works you, you'll 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 see how uh how narrow the 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 Haguaros played and, and which is what the rugby is talking about um but you've got players like manu uh, the prop um, got through eleven tackles. Parsons nine. Um, uh, Coley um, to Totti got through fifteen. Um, Papali uh, fifteen. Prior sixteen before he went off. Um, 
basically all the forwards, um, Nee actually who came on also made 11. And then if we look at the backs, Duffy, zero tackles. <laughs> um, yeah. Ledger, three tackles. Um, Holland, probably could have, four tackles. Probably could have got umbrellas for the wingers in this game, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Manu, two tackles. It's, 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 yeah, you've got all your forwards making nearly 10 tackles each and your backs, one or two. Uh, two or three at most. Um, so yeah, that, that gives you a good idea. Whereas uh, the the Aguirre's didn't have to make anywhere near as many tackles, but um, but Orlando had to make it make five. Delgay uh, five as well. So um, Buffelli, to be fair to him, didn't have to make any. So but um, no, it was it was, a, it was it's a stark contrast and shows you how how how, they, how how narrow they played. And those you got to say, apart from Pryor losing it with the referee, which is why he got subbed. Otherwise, he was going to get carded. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, him and um, the two flankers, him and Papali, uh, had good games uh, in in there uh, to to to, stop, to try and stem the tide. And I think most of the forwards played from the Blues played pretty well defensively. If we're talking about, we should talk also what that meant from the from the Haguaris, which players stood out. Any any uh, forwards you want to pick out? Who do you think? Actually, you've got the same stats as I have. So who who are the forwards that you that? that uh, no, oh, I don't even look at the individual stats. I just, I'm just looking at some of the, the broader ones, like around the um, because uh, I think it was about ninety percent um, uh, defense um, or tackles made um, at half time, and it looks like it was that, that roughly that at full time as well, which is pretty good. Um, uh, oh, Haguaris, um, oh, can't look past Creeby in any game. Uh, there's a moment in there where. Uh, what was it? Uh, I think they were three metres out from the goal line and um, referee goes to ask the captain and Grievy just says, scrum, and then the captain just looks at him and says, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and so well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So problems, yeah, the referee went, you're not the captain anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, technically, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, you, you can't look. Uh, and uh, we had the, the first try, didn't we? Um, but yeah, some some big moments uh, in that game. Um, and, you know, you, you just can't look past him. Um uh, otherwise, I thought that injection. And he was of, he was also the the uh, the top ball carrier for the team with twelve carries. Um, there you go. I think uh, <laughs> I think that little injection off the bench uh, for their uh, would have been their I guess third try. Um, that so their this their try when they were already back in the lead. Um, I thought that was uh, I can't remember the player's name. Um, uh, Lezana. I think it was. Yeah, I think so. And uh, and uh, just came on and just smashed through a couple of players up front. It was great. Um, it was more like a league try um, than, than uh, what I consider a um, a Higuaris try. Um, I thought um, those were two. That was a pretty big moment. Um, that really uh, that was game over. Um, and a good um, even though you know on the scoreboard it wasn't. Um, it felt as though that was that was the big uh, the big end of the game for me. And some props for Lavanini for coming on and not getting uh, not getting carded or giving up any penalties. Uh, <laughs> that, that might be a, is that a first. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, as, as a starting player, I think he pretty much always gets a yellow. He comes on the bench sometimes. He hasn't had quite long enough to, to upset the uh, upset the, um, the referee. Um, so, <laughs> um, but cheekily aside, but yeah, say so obviously Buffelli, um, his, his try scoring, the centre partnership of. Um, Fuente and Orlando did a good job um, as, as well of containing your, your, your Rico and, and, and Ledger. So, and um, Tuchelet is always a fantastic player coming in from the back oh, as well. You've got to absolutely, and and love the um, love the banter in in the back as well. The the ordering round of um, happening off the back uh, the halfback um, bantering on all the all the forwards. Um, just just love that about Argentinian rugby. Um, it's, um, yeah, it was it was good to watch. 
Well, it's what Landaho telling all the, all the forwards what to do. Smallest guy on the pitch telling all the big guys to pick up the ball and run with it. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, not, yeah, not only that, but by prioritizing it over quick ball. <laughs> like, like the balls to just be like, get the hell out of the way, even though it's going to add another three seconds for your um, of it. It's great. Um, yeah, comment here. Blues solid apart from penalties they gave away. Yeah, absolutely. They they were solid, but unfortunately they 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 they're scrum. But uh, you've got to, you've got to, yeah, yeah. Blues solid. You're up against uh, a Hagaris team that are three on the trot on the road. Um, so you're you're looking at a team that's not only solid now, but um, you know the, well, they must be sitting second in uh, Af uh, South African Conference now. So um, uh, at least for the next few hours. So um, yeah, Hagar is more than solid. The um, no, I think I, I think the trying to think what the if this is a can I can I trust the ESPN table? Um, I think that puts the Hagaris on twenty points. Um, yeah, which puts them second in the table. Uh, yeah. Still, still eleven points behind uh, the Lions. Mm -hmm. uh, so, the uh, it's the Lions are going to take take some catching. But no, this has been a fantastic tour for the Haguaros uh, to to get these th three wins on the trot on the road. It's going to yeah. be fun. Their self belief has got to be going through the roof. Mm. And if, if it's if it's raining next week against the Chiefs, um, yeah, look out. Um, it could be a um, you know, it's going to be an outside bet, but um, you know, if it's if it's this kind of weather again, um, you know, that's going to be an interesting game to watch. It is, but Ritalik and and uh, um, and Sam Kane are a very different beast from Pryor and uh, Turpilosi. Absolutely, but I'd, I'd say this was really a thirty-point margin game that wasn't executed well. So if the Aguaras could turn up, there's a lot of things that need to go in Aguaras' favour. It needs to be, you know really bad weather um and they need to basically um be be perfect um and i, I think it could be um an interesting game look I'm, I'm not going to be picking them put it that way but i didn't pick them this game either um so there you go <laughs> uh well i did i think i picked them by five uh from memory i, yeah. I, think I, I, I had blues by three and at 13 10 i felt quite happy um and, <laughs> with half the game still to go um, with about 25 minutes to go yeah <laughs> Cool. Um, any other? So, so I mean, clearly, this means the Blues will can can start booking their holidays during the uh, during the playoffs. Um, oh, they were they were two for me. So they're, they're they're done and dusted for the season. I'm not sure there's anything else about that. Hagar is second in this in the Africa Conference. That they, they uh, if uh, definitely putting pressure on the Lions if they if the Lions implode, they've got a they've got a chance of uh, of, of making the playoffs now. Yeah, and um, that adds an interesting little dynamic in terms of travel for the playoffs. Um, if they were to get through, um, presumably they'd have an away quarterfinal um, at this rate, but um, I'd be interested if they got through. Um, and somehow it worked out that there was a there was a playoff played um, at their home ground. It would be um, it would be interesting. Yeah, I think they'd have to. I say it would require the Lions to implode and then to top the top of the conference for that to. To probably happen, but well, uh, this is a Lions team that's what only bit the Sunnels by two points and just lost to the bloody Reds. So um, anything can happen this year, apparently. So and, and also beat the Waratahs twenty nine nil last weekend. Yeah, so. Um, so yeah, they the, must the, be they must be due to win next week and then crash out the, the week after. The way it's going. Well, they're over in um, over in New Zealand next week, aren't they? 
the Lions will be. They've had, they're, they're, they're doing their tour. They've done two Australia games. So it's two, two, two New Zealand games coming up. And I can't remember who they're playing. But um, but yes, oh. they will be over here next. Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> so that's, that's a good ingredient for implosion. Right. Next game. Is it, it's kicking off, is it? Right. Anyway, um, thank you everybody for follow for, for, for joining in. Um, been an absolute pleasure, David. You haven't got any um, Twitter stuff to ask people to follow you on, so I, I I don't need to. And I need a bit of background than the just my bloody wardrobe in my bedroom, but um, I'll work on that if I keep on uh, joining in. <laughs> and get your camera up to head height as well, rather than down. It's it's, it's also it's also the, the, the this is this is me this is me going from the couch to the bedroom in about thirty seconds. <laughs> how much preparation I put in. So apologies to anyone watching on video, um, you poor bastards. Um, <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> this is supposed to be a family show. Uh, anyway, thank you, <laughs> thank you everyone who's watching. Uh, you've been uh, at the Superstars. Uh, smash the old like button. But for us, uh, at the moment, we're trying to grow the um, the old audience, so please hit that subscribe and the bell as well. Uh, really trying to do the, uh, to, to, trying to grow the audience. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Apparently clear uh, calls to action are what, are what required. Uh, perhaps that's not how you're supposed to do it, but hey, we're not... Uh, we're fans of the game. We're not uh, social media guys. Uh, up there is a face, uh, which is how you can click subscribe or the red box there. There's my list video there and all of that kind of lovely stuff. Thank you and have a good evening and watch whatever rugby. Uh, enjoy whatever rugby you're watching. That's the that's the that's the tagline. I just oh.